Aloha everyone, Ronnie Landis here and welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show and as always, I'm your host, Ronnie Landis and I'm also the founder of the Holistic Health Mastery Certification Course. This is an online, fully comprehensive, fully engaging um, an extremely well-detailed certified nutrition course, or a nutrition certification course, I should say. And this is my own creation over the last year and a half, and what an incredible program this has been. So you can find more information on that at holistichealthmastery.com. You can also find more information on me and my work at ronniemiddle-landis.com as well. So let's jump into today's interview. What an incredible show this was with my friend and colleague, Troy Casey. Troy Casey is not only a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of experience, but very specific experience in his life of you know, being a Versace model, uh, you know, decades ago and being really into self-purification and nutrition as a way to look better and feel better, you know, just being in front of the camera, being in that world, in the Hollywood type world, living that lifestyle and then getting interested in the Amazon rainforest and doing incredible work with the Amazonian tribes like the Shipibo tribes and helping to preserve the wildlife and homeland of the Amazonian rainforest. And doing that incredible work and having that incredible perspective. And we also discuss a lot about business mastery and entrepreneurialism and how important it is to the health of our mind and body and our just our state of stress and having financial health. We really dive deep into that aspect, and that's something me and Troy have had many conversations about, and I was so happy that we could bring that whole concept to this episode. This was the first time that I've gone into that terrain with anybody on this radio series, so I was really excited I could have Troy on to really dive into that nugget right there, because I feel like that is something that so many people in the service-based industry are lacking. It's called reciprocal altruism, where you are altruistically giving of yourself, but you're receiving. You're being reciprocal in the value that you give out to others. So this was incredible. I know that you are going to love this episode just as much as I did. So without further ado, I want to introduce Mr. Troy Casey. Enjoy. Troy Casey's message is simple. Healthy me equals healthy planet, illuminating the direct symbiotic relationship of nature and how it interfaces with human biochemistry. Economically motivated as a Versace model in Milan, Italy, 21 years ago, Troy studied internal purification and nutrition as a holistic way of looking and feeling great in front of the camera. Living the successful rock star life, he fell into a bout of alcoholism and drug addiction. Only after finding a deep spiritual connection via meditation and nature, he cured himself holistically by dealing with his inner self-destructive patterns. Continuously studying and practicing what he has discovered extensively traveling the world, Troy now counsels, lectures, and inspires people all over the planet with choices for a better life on earth. His specialty is guiding people back to nature through holistic health, self-care, and Amazonian plant medicine. With the help of Maori and other indigenous cultures, he realized the responsibility he has as a human and now has a clear vision of co-creating clean air, water, soil, and peace on the planet. Most recently, he has worked on Discovery Planet's Green Network and his levity-provoking alter ego, the Certified Health Nut, which can be seen on CertifiedHealthNut.com. Thank you so much, Troy, for being on the show with me. <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie. That uh, that intro is kind of legendary. That's pretty funny. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it sounds legendary when I read it. That's why I had to be extra present for it. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, I think I wrote it about maybe five or six years ago. So that's cool. Right on. Absolutely. There's a lot of actually there's a lot of little jewels and nuggets in that bio that um, are part and parcel to the flow of this conversation. But I definitely for me and I know a lot of people um, that are listening to this, the first thing I want to discuss with you is what got you to this place that you're at now? That's always kind of the thing I'm interested in with people. I'm very interested in the human experience, the hero's journey, if you will. And I'm always curious what brought people to where they are. So, um, you know, what inspired you originally to evolve into your health journey? Yeah, I think the intro uh, covered a little bit of it. Um, you know, what, what wasn't in that intro, but is on my website is, you know, I, I, I grew up on the street as a kid. You know, I started hitchhiking when I was 12. I was on my own by, by the time I was 14. I was incarcerated uh, as a youth as well. And, and then on my 18th birthday, I got out. So I've always, and my parents were hippies as well. So I grew up in the Haight-Ashbury in the 60s. So there was always kind of a think different. It was outside of the box um, uh, mentality, uh, kind of template that I had. And so, uh, I went through, um, my whole, uh, journey, um, as a model. And, and actually before that, you know, I put myself through high school, then I was incarcerated and there's nothing, um, more powerful, uh, and, and a glimpse at freedom than being incarcerated as a youth, like, especially during summer vacation and, I got out. Uh, it was during my senior year in high school, and I just got a real taste of freedom. And I, I really understood, you know, how important that was. And uh, and then, you know, I put myself through college, and then I started modeling. And you know, there was some inner demons, you know, that I I, I didn't deal with. You know, my 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 soul contract, my my soul uh, journey, uh, you know, un, unfolded, and, and there was a lot of self destructive behaviors. Um, there was a lot of, uh, you know, rebel in me. I've, I've never liked authority. And so, um, you know, I had trouble. I got kicked out of a lot of schools. Uh, I, I never really liked the systems and the people that were in the authority. Um, you know, I fought with them. So, um, when I finally, you know, people, what happened was, was people told me like, look, you know, you're talented, you know, or, or, you know, you're a cool guy, you know, you're wasting your potential you know, uh, um, I was drinking a lot in Miami, you know, a lot of my friends were partying at at that time. And, but a few of them had the balls enough to come up to me and say, you know, Troy, it's it's probably a good time you start taking a deeper look at yourself and, and what you're doing with your life because, you know, you're worth more than that. And I took that to heart. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, over, uh, quite a few years I worked on sobering up and I saw how, you know, attached I, I was to, you know, partying and, you know, addictive tendencies. Uh, I think we all have that component inside of us. And then I just continuously made the commitment to, you know, wake up out of that. And it was meditation that really helped set me free. And when I started meditating, you know, that helped me get deeper into myself. And um, also, uh, you know, at this time, while I was a model, I got into uh, internal purification, herbs, uh, I, I became vegan for a couple of years. I cleaned up my diet. I educated myself on the food supply, and so it was. It was a complete process of awakening. You know, uh, I can look back at it now, and I can say, um, you know, it, it's all been uh, the process of, of of awakening. But I would definitely say when I started to sober up is when I started to become more aware um, of my relationship to the earth. Uh, consciousness itself. And then I started working with indigenous Maori healers, which helped me go much deeper into my own healing process. Um, you know, uh, stuff that I, I kept inside me uh, as a child. Uh, they really helped me uh, process uh, any kind of traumas that, you know, we store in our nervous system. You know, you, you cross the street when you're five years old and your mother or father screams at you. Your nervous system mm-hmm. gets jacked up. You store that information. And if you don't have an outlet uh, to process that information and depending upon, you know, the adults around you and how they behaved, 
uh, you get that type of nervous system trauma that gets stuck into your body. And so, uh, uh, and this is just part of life. You know, I don't like looking at anything as victim consciousness whatsoever. It's just part of the soul uh, journey, the soul process. And so I was able to unravel some of that. And, and the Maori also uh, taught me about authenticity. Um, and this is something that I prided myself on as it was growing up on the street. If you're, you know, acting phony, you're going to get your card pulled. You know, somebody's mm-hmm. going to somebody's going to pull your card and uh, people don't trust people. That are, that are bullshitters. And so I always had that level of authenticity and the Maori helped me dig deeper. Um, and so f- from there, um, uh, I, I, uh, I, I uh, got introduced to Amazon John Easterling uh, and his company, the Amazon Herb Company. And then I went to the Amazon um, and worked uh, with him and with Ayahuasca for about eight years, I, I still go down there, but for eight years solid, I worked with this company. I, I went down there, did my own research, medicine hunting, experimentation, um, uh, really research into plant medicine. And that was another awakening. So the big awakenings for me were, you know, uh, uh, being incarcerated as a youth, getting out for, of that freedom, you know, going into self-destructive patterns, waking up out of that. Meditation really helped me. Working with indigenous cultures, especially the Maoris, helped me. And then ayahuasca was another giant um, uh, awakening uh, uh, component for me. And from there, I realized, you know, our symbiotic relationship uh, to nature, symbiotic relationship to the earth, and how important it was. And then that's when I started using my talents and the gifts that the creator gave me to really go out there and share messages. And, you know, the 25 years of holistic studies that I now have. Um, you know, just really going out there and, and sharing with that. Here's an herb. You know, your colon's important. You know, are you pooping? Here, take this herb. You know, you, you utilize this. Cleanse your digestive tract out. You know, clean out your liver every once in a while. You know, I've been juicing for 25 years. Fresh squeezed juice is loaded with micronutrients that are that are pre-digested. So there's no taxation on metabolic processes, etc. It basically makes you feel great. Mm-hmm. And so just really getting out there and, and, and sharing these messages because – the current situation on this planet right now, we're chopping down the rainforest, we're utilizing oil that's contaminating the air, the water, and the soil. Geopolitics is based upon extracting these natural resources, which is not good for our brothers and sisters you know, in the Amazon, indigenous cultures all around the world, Africa, and especially what's happening in the Middle East with Syria, um, uh, Libya, I, uh, uh, Iraq, and, and Afghanistan you know, for oil. And so it's a huge time of awakening. And I realized that you can't really get out the violins and start whining and crying about the rainforest <laughs> mm-hmm. or anything else because people are too stressed out and busy trying to, you know, drive in traffic and, and pay for, uh, um, you know, uh, high rents and, and all this predatory capitalism that we're living in. And I say that because I speak to older people all the time and they're like, you know, when I graduated high school in the 30s, I got a job with $18,000 a year as a machinist at a, at a factory, and I bought a car, a house, a boat, a refrigerator, uh, and I had three weeks off of vacation, and you know, it was all paid off. You know? And now it's just like, you know, you got to have, if you live in LA like me, you've got to have you know, $3,000 to $5,000 just for a, you know, a two-bedroom house for a, for a small family uh, to live in. And so, um, so it's up to me to really you know, rectify the systems, shift the systems, transform, upgrade, make the systems more efficient uh, for us and more sustainable. Uh, If I don't do it, who else is going to do it? We all got Mm. suckered into voting for Barack Obama, you know, get the black man in power. They're about to do the woman now with Hillary Clinton, you know, but this is all geopolitics, banking, you know, politics, you know, at its best. These people are puppets. They're not going to change anything. So my message, you know, is, is get yourself healthy, vote with your dollars uh, on your own bloodstream. And if we all just started there, we can really transform this planet quite quickly. And so, so that's basically uh, the history of Certified Health Nut and where I'm at and uh, where I came from. Mm, beautiful story, incredible story. And there's so much there's so many directions that we can go we're definitely going to we're definitely going to traverse into a few of the things that you had brought up um 
in that one of the things I want to jump into with you right away is your incredible passion for the Amazon rainforest, for the Amazon plant medicine. You know, it's funny, as an herbalist and nutritionist myself, um, I, I kind of look at some of the herbal and plant um, systems, the plant medicine systems in the world, like Chinese medicine or herbology, Vedic herbology, Amazonian herbalism. And, you know, right away I'm thinking of some of my favorite herbs in, in the world, you know, like Chuchu Huasi and Chanca Piedra and Una Dagato or Cat's Claw, Poudiarco, um, obviously Banisteriopsis copy, <laughs> uh, which is that which I would love for you to touch on, the ayahuasca. Um, plan how that shaped your life because I definitely have an amazing few experiences with that but um, just the Amazonian perspective um, your at least your experience with it anything that you would like to share about that I'd love to hear from you yes so um, you know I fell in love with those plants uh, immediately that there was a company called the Amazon Herb Company um, and I was doing a lot of ceremonies in Southern California and I met some very uh, interesting people, and we did a couple ceremonies out at the Integratron, and uh, there was some Amazon Herb Company distributors there. They were from Mount Shasta, and uh, you know I didn't really know what they were, and and people said, oh, they're they're powerful, and so I started you know taking them here and there, and and I was up camping actually in Mount Shasta soon after the Integratron event, and these people had a lot of the herbs, and they were making tinctures for us to taste. And I noticed how alive I felt. Um, so I ordered my first, uh, set of herbs from them and, uh, I took them. Um, and it was, it was an incredible package. Uh, we had a product called illumination, which had, uh, 40 of the top shamanic herbs, uh, uh, from the Amazon. And then we had another product called Sumakazon, which was amazing for the endocrine system. Um, you know, it built muscle without even working out. It was, Suma, Maka, Mui Puama, really powerful stuff. Mm. And, 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 and then we also had the treasure tea, which had all the herbs that you just mentioned, the Chanka Piedra, Chuchuwasi, Unirigato, very powerful herbs. Uh, they stimulate macrophage phagocytosis, which is good for the immune system. Uh, they help the blood. They uh, get excess calculi formations out of the body, which is kidney stones and gallstones. Mm -hmm. I mean, the list goes on. You know, the Amazonian uh, pharmacology is, is so powerful. Um, at the same time, I started uh, going to their national conventions, and Dr. James Duke, who was the leading ethnobotanist yes. at the time, you know, he, he, uh, he was always there. And just the lectures that he would give on uh, the profound nature of these plants was amazing. So I fell in love with this company, and then um, I won a trip to the Amazon uh, with Amazon John, and I went down there. We have a facility in Pucallpa, Peru. Uh, I met the Shipipo uh, that were, that were uh, harvesting the herbs for us. We went upriver uh, uh, for a whole day to a village called Porvenir Village. We met the people there. Um, we had a camu camu plantation with 28,000 camu uh, uh, trees down there. So... You know, just being in the Amazon, the energy, the vibration of the Amazon rainforest, you know, changed my life forever. And so, um, so for the next eight years with that company, um, I would go back and forth uh, to the Amazon. Uh, one of my friends uh, that I met down there, he was a gringo shaman. He had a shamanic healing center. He had a huge botanical pharmacy. Uh, I did a lot of interviews with the, 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 the Indians down there. Uh, about the herbs and uh, you know it's just the the most profound herbs the most profound phytochemistry and it makes sense these harsh environments both desert plants and jungle plants uh, usually have the most complex phytochemistry and the most sought after phytochemicals to fight cancer and, and all sorts of diseases 40% of all drugs on the market and 25% of all cancer drugs get their impetus from rainforest plants and so the cure for AIDS and cancer was clearly in the Amazon. So I was enamored with that. I was enamored with the energy. I was enamored with the Shipipo people. I was uh, amazed at how these plants made me feel, the power of the antioxidants. Then we had a holistic formulator uh, formulate a, um, 
uh, all natural skincare line in glass bottles for us, it, which was just amazing. I used that uh, skincare line for eight years. I'm, I'm, I'm bummed that it's, it's no longer uh, available, but it was just an incredible line of products and herbs. And I feel that taking those herbs on a regular and constant basis, the biophotonic light, the energy of you know millions, if not billions of years of ecological development, you've got virgin soil with all the trace minerals from the rainforest floor. Um, you know, you've got things that really aren't available, things like germanium, manganese, you know, trace minerals that aren't really available in much of the, today's food supply. So I was putting this type of, of nutrition into my body daily. Uh, Amazon John was using the spagyric process, uh, alcohol extraction, um, and then he would put the, the, the bones of the plants. Basically, they would take a 100,000-pound press, press the plants down, burn off the plant cellulose, and what was left was the minerals or the, or the ash um, from the minerals from the rainforest floor. And so we, we use these spagyric processed herbs and you could just feel the power of these plants. And, you know, I mainline that stuff. I took those, uh, plants daily, you know, for, for, for many years. Um, some of them I even burned out, you know, I took them too much. And so, uh, I would cycle off them for long periods of time, especially the, the maca products and, uh, uh, the Rainforest Treasure Tea we had, which had Cat's Claw, it had Pata Arco, it had Chuchuwasi, uh, Jataba, Chanka Piedra. You know, I drank so much of that. Um, I've rotated off of it for years and my body still doesn't want it. Mm. But, uh, you know, I feel that it also has given my body a shield, an immune shield. Uh, when I started getting into cold water therapy and, and cold shower therapy, it felt like because you can feel everything when you take freezing cold showers. Mm -hmm. It felt like the rainforest was just in my ligaments and cells and just like it made my body so resilient and strong. And so, you know, and you can go back on my YouTube channel, 2007, 2008, 2009. Um, you know, I had a lot of content uh, 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 from the Amazon rainforest. Um, all my experience with, with ayahuasca, I document it uh, quite clearly. I recently, about I think 2013 or 2014, I made a 25-minute synopsis on my whole uh, journey uh, uh, with ayahuasca and working in the Amazon. Uh, and people write me from all over the world and you know, either need advice or want to go down there. And so um, I'm grateful for social media and the YouTube because it allowed me to get these inf this information out and really bring the Amazon rainforest, you know, home to people. Um, and so, it, you know, the experience of putting those plants into my, into my body uh, was extremely powerful. It still is. I, I reached the top of that company. The, the company was mismanaged, and we fought for change. Uh, we brought on consultants, and uh, we ended up selling the company to another company, and they do business differently. And so it's still in limbo. What's going on? I think Amazon John wishes he didn't sell the company. And so, um, you know, stuff happens in business. I learned a lot in business. I went from zero business uh, getting involved with uh, Amazon Herb Company, which was a network marketing, multi-level marketing company. And I learned so much in business in eight years, you know, uh, getting the word out, becoming successful. We had been called the solution to saving the rainforest by the Cousteau Society in their 2006 uh, documentary, Return to the Amazon. So it was a pretty big deal, the whole project that we were doing. The, the Shipipo were harvesting the herbs and the medicines for us. We were helping them with land titles and, and, and attorneys to fight lumber companies that were trying to mm. poach their land. Um, we were able to forge alliances with multiple tribes, buy them uh, two-way ham radios so they can communicate with each other so that the oil companies wouldn't go down there and go, hey, your buddies are taking $5,000 for, you know, so we could look on their land. Why don't you? And then they would get on the phone with the two ray radios and they're like, we didn't take any money. They're, you know, they're, they're full of shit. And so yep. they would be able to communicate and fend themselves off because the oil exploration is the cancer of the rainforest. That's what cuts the roads through these very dense jungle uh, areas. They come down with bulldozers and barges and really heavy equipment and they just start mowing the rainforest down. 
once the oil is is there or isn't there, uh, the roads are cut, and then you know inhabitants will come down there with a chainsaw that lumber companies give to these people. You know they'll give them a dollar a day and a chainsaw to go fell whatever large trees they can. And this is the global economy that we're living in. So these people will go down there and extract trees out of the rainforest. Once that's kind of done, then they burn the bush and they grow coca or whatever other cash crop they can. But if you know anything about the Amazon, you know, once you start clear cutting in the jungle, you know, that's millions of years of ecological development. Mm -hmm. You can't just plant a tree and it grows back. Within a couple of years, patches of that turn into desert. It gets all dried out because you've got equatorial sun. Um, and the big trees, the canopy is, is cut down. So this is the big problem down there is, um, you know, these roads that get cut for oil exploration. So I always ask people, you know, look at your own oil use, look at your own consumption as a modern day, uh, human being, because we're all inextricably connected. We're all in symbiotic relationship. We are the problem. So we are also the solution. So start thinking in that vein and call forth the new reality, the, the free energy, the, the, the permaculture, the self-care, self-education revolution. Um, you know, I like to keep things in solution-oriented uh, uh, concepts because we are not victims. We are victors. We are powerful human beings. And you know, The Amazon Arabs were definitely a, a light bulb for me. They were a light switch for me. They were a kundalini rising for me. And you couple that with the ayahuasca and, boy, I was on the moon. And, and look at my, my videos from the Amazon um, you know, I'm I'm a very excited person, especially when it comes to the rainforest. Mm-hmm. So powerful. It's such a topic that's so near and dear to my heart too. Especially as I've I've um, brought myself closer and closer to uh, nature and living here in Kauai, and um, you know, seeing all the magic that's happening here and being able to witness nature's rhythms and get just a direct connection with the communication of nature it's really deepened my heart in so many ways and brought out the reality that surrounds us that we do have to empower ourselves we have to make renewed choices based on renewable resources and really get in connection get in alignment with what nature has been doing um from the from the very beginning and so I really appreciate you explaining that, sharing that for me and all the listeners. And I feel the direction I'd like to take it now is definitely a direction that you and me have spoke about many times in the past. Um, I, 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 I think it's funny just because of my memories of it. You know, when we first connected in Sedona at, uh, you know, Joshua Pelliser's house um, up there in the canyon and meeting up with Giovanni and that whole little crew. And, um, you know, we started talking a lot about, we had been aware of each other through Facebook, but you know how it is when you you you're, you see the, the online personalities, but then when you actually meet someone and spend time with them, you really get to know who that person is underneath the, the profile. And we had a really great uh, synergy. And one of the things that kept coming up in our conversations was the whole idea of building wealth and aligning that with our mission, aligning that with our purpose for spreading our message for empowerment via health and lifestyle and helping other people do the same thing. And that has been a powerful thing for me ever since that time period um, last year all the way up to now. That has been a really important part of my life is the financial health because I've just seen how that supports everything else. And so from your perspective, I'd love to hear how important is building financial health in relation to our bodily and mental health? Well, uh, that's a great question, Ronnie. Um, it's, it's very important at this point and stage of you know, uh, human history that is our hunting and gathering right now. And so, um, you know, is playing, you know, success games in the economy and or work, you know, if you choose that direction. I personally can't work for anyone else. Um, so you're unemployable. I'm, I'm completely unemployable. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I've never had a real job for any uh, extended periods of time. And so, um, so, you know, success and business I believe is hand hand in hand for transforming this world. And you want people 
that are conscious and understand the bigger picture and good stewards of uh, the earth and, and you know, uh, an authentic brother or sister, you know, uh, uh, for, um, you know, other brothers and sisters on the planet. Because if you're not strong, if you're not resilient, you know, it, it's not beneficial if, you know, one of the rainbow warriors is got to live in his car and he's got dental problems that he can't take care of, um, or he can't feed himself or, you know, um, you know, or, you know, maybe it's a, a mother or a single mother, um, that can't feed their, their children, um, you know, uh, organic food when they're aware of that. And so it's very important that, uh, we become successful in what we're doing and, apply ourselves in some form of business that's going to take us to the next level and preferably align ourselves with our values because then it won't be so stressful. And I, I'm connected to a lot of people um, on the internet and people write me from the military and they write me from, uh, 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 you know, they work as a drug rep or, or whatever and they are aware and they are making it a stepping stone for themselves. And so, um, you know, we, we can't all do it at 100% right now um, just because of the way the systems are. The, the, the corporations, you know, are set up. Uh, the job market, you know, is set up that somehow you got to feed into the systems. So for me to be outside of the systems, you know, I have to eat organic food. With my awareness and my sensitivity, um, you know, I don't feel well. And I'm not a nice person when I don't feel well. So I have to have organic food. I have to have high-quality water. I cannot work myself into the ground. I, I, it's impossible for me to drive in traffic and keep my sanity. Um, so you know, I have to live on the beach. I have to be on my bicycle. I have to be able to move my body every day. You know, I, it's antithetical for me to send my children to public school. I've seen what public school does. I've educated myself you know, uh, understanding what, uh, John Taylor Gatto teaches in weapons of mass instruction. I understand mm. the systems. I'm educated in, uh, in Steiner education in Waldorf education in the Waldorf curriculum. I understand the, the potential, um, uh, and the possibilities with that. And so, um, so for me, um, you know, I have to be successful. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a mandatory dictate for myself. And so, um, for me to be strong and resilient. And then, you know, the systems, I like John Perkins book the best because it, it really talks about shape shifting like the way the shamans do to, to heal their patients, uh, in the rainforest, they shape shift into an animal spirit or, or into a plant or to get a vision or to, to use some form of energetic healing, um, on their, on their, on their, on their patient or their, their, their client. And so, um, what he talks about is shape-shifting the conduits of commerce and, um, uh, and media. So you've got commerce and media right now. We're running you know, fossil fuels, nuclear waste, uh, weapons, you know, uh, pesticides, herbicides down the conduits of commerce. And on the other side of media, we're promoting uh, inane you know, uh, stupidity and, and, you know, just sex and, and, you know, unconscious sporting activities and not that entertainment doesn't have value. I'm not saying that it's just the level of, uh, inane base consciousness. It's not, the consciousness is not elevating the, the, the population. It's keeping it, 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 it dumbed down and, and mm. base. And so, so, and you look at the news and the news is just propagating more of the same. It's based on fear. It's based on driving support for the geopolitics situation, which, which is basically about natural resources now in the Middle East, which is so important. This is why all the confusion around ISIS and Muslim extremists and all this stuff. But if you look pretty, if you look fairly deep, you scratch the surface, you, you realize that it's CIA instigated, you know, we've got our own hand in the pile and it makes sense. We're, we're looking to feed the conduits of commerce, which is fed by oil right now. You know, oil drives the world economy. So it's understandable. It's not, I don't know if you can really look at it being diabolically bad or, you know, bad or good. You know, it's too black and white. The situation is it's business as normal. 
However, that business isn't sustainable for us. Once you start to view it at the highest level, and then you also look that it's all attached to money. So the best thing that we can do is become successful with inside the systems while upholding our own values to the best of our ability, and then eventually uh, shift the systems. Crash the systems is kind of a, an aggressive terminology. Uh, I'm not looking for a revolution. I think we fought all the revolutions in the world. They've been fought. It's time for an evolution. Mm -hmm. you know, it's next level. It's upgrading. Look what Airbnb and Uber has done to you know, taxis and hotels. You know, it's just time to upgrade the systems. It's time to uh, evolve the systems. It's time to make them efficient. And you look at someone like uh, Elon Musk, he's already doing this and he's doing it sideways. He's building the infrastructure of electric cars so that when some form of free energy or sustainable energy comes, we'll have the infrastructure to support it. And I don't think that guy's much of a dummy. He named his car company Tesla. You know, obviously yes. he knows who Nikola Tesla was. So, you know, uh, I have my faith on this level of innovation, this level of intelligence. And look, entrepreneurs have always uh, uh, worked to bring uh, transformation and upgrade the systems. You know, uh, entrepreneurs are outside of the box. Richard Branson, you know, he didn't go to um, uh, your, your major university uh, for his education. He thought outside the box. My, I, my kids go to Waldorf, and we were just at a meeting the other night, and this parent spoke up and said that their daughter is expressing real interest in engineering. And they wanted to send her to this very powerful engineering camp for the summer. But the process was so extensive, and you know, Waldorf is outside of the system. You don't even learn to read until you're about you know, 9, 10, 11, and it's usually by osmosis. They, they automatically uh, pick it up. And so um, it's the way the brain develops. And so what they were saying was the application process for this young girl that wanted to go to engineering camp, it was really about what awards she had won. And what that told me was how well is she playing inside the system. If right. you're an engineer and you start talking about free energy in a university, you will be kicked out. You will get an F. They will discredit you. <laughs> Same thing with medicine. If you start talking about plant medicine and integrative medicine and alternative therapies, they will kick you out. They'll ban you your TED Talk. I mean, what, what's that? They'll ban your TED Talk. Right. There you go. So the bottom line is, is these things are, you know, out, out, outside of a system. So, you know, my thing is, is you've got to be uh, an entrepreneur uh, to be outside the system. Look at my buddy Paul Check. You know, he sells $2 million minimum of his products every year. Um, you know, he's one of the top holistic guys uh, on the face of the earth and his Czech Institute is a huge legacy. And Paul's success is, you know, instrumental uh, for moving forward. The last person you want to see broke is someone like Paul Czech. Right. And so, and sure enough, you know, running an institute like that, you know, it costs a lot of money and infrastructure. And so, you know, I help Paul out with, with PR and social media uh, and ask for nothing because his his messages are aligned with my values and his systems are um, systematic and professional. So I can guide someone that wants a professional education or that wants upgraded information um, uh, you know, straight to the Czech Institute. And so I think success uh, goes hand in hand um, uh, with you know, upgrading the systems, with evolving the systems, with shape-shifting the systems. And lo and behold, we, never, we, we, we no longer have to wait uh, uh, or beg the networks to put our television show on. We put out a good enough product, and we put it out consistently enough. You, know, you can become Elliot Hulse. He's got almost 2 million subscribers on YouTube right now. He's got a whole marketing team that moved in behind him. You know, you talked to him four years ago. He was broke living in his parents' basement. And so, uh, you know, he applied himself as an entrepreneur. He kicked butt. And he's getting out there teaching 16 or 14 to 36-year-olds the strongest version of yourself, you know. And, and he's got a whole bunch of holistic studies behind him from Paul Check as well. And so, you know, being successful is at the cornerstone of you know transforming this world. It, it, when you're successful, you can afford organic food. You can travel around the world and you can teach others. So success in business at this point uh, goes hand in hand. Also, success in business allows you, especially if you're an entrepreneur, allows you to give your gifts. Talking about Giovanni and his crew, 
you know, he, he, he always taught those great principles about giving your, uh, giving your gifts, the gift economy, and which is another Michael Tellinger uh, point of view, which is uh, the Ubuntu movement, the Zulu word for contributionism, which is, uh, which is where I believe that we're headed. You know, and, and everyone has unique gifts. Not everybody is a good orator or not everybody's an herbalist and not everybody's, uh likes to sew or knit or, you know, play in the gardens or, you know, teach fitness. You know, everyone is so different. You know, my wife's an amazing uh, artist and a designer. And, and so at the heart of it, you know, do what you love to do at least at least uh, recreational until it starts paying you some money. Figure out what your values are, you know, at the cornerstone. You know, what is it that you value? I value freedom, movement, you know, uh, high-quality food, high-quality water, nature, preserving nature, you know, helping other people understand our connection to nature. So, of course, my business is aligned with that. Everything I live and do and breathe is all about you know, healthy soil, healthy food, healthy blood, healthy uh, human bodies, you know, conscious thought, using the intelligence of the human mind, uh, you know, artistic expression uh, of that uh, as well. And so, you know, th- these are my views on, on, on business, on commerce, you know, do what you love, align, find out what your, what your values are, Figure out what your dream is. If you don't know what your dream is, figure out your nightmare and reverse engineer your life from that point of view. And if you're in a crappy job that you hate, cool. Acknowledge that and utilize it as a stepping stone. And if you want more information on those principles, read The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Yes. Wattis in 1910. And so, you know, the as an expression, as an organism, you know, we need more life for expression, for evolution. And right now, more life is equated to having more money in your pocket. And so, um, you know, for spiritual expansion, it's important that you have uh, money in your pocket until, you know, I'm successful at doing away with the whole money system. So um, does that kind of address it there? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um in, in depthly in many different uh, many different uh, ways, and um, I, I completely agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I've come to that same revision of a conclusion about the whole the whole money game. It's it's a game, right? And we make up all these stories about it, and we have these negative or positive connotations associated with it, which either empower us or enable us in our quote-unquote story about money and about its its necessity or about how worthy we really are of obtaining it of having it in complete abundance and I, I just really love how you how you laid that out one of the things that comes to me is this term of res, uh, reciprocal altruism which is so many people in our community and related communities of service are far too service orientated, meaning that they are giving of themselves. They will give their entire life force. They will let their clients squeeze out all the juice inside of them. They'll bend over backwards for other people, but when it comes to receiving or 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 asking for what they actually want, what their actual value is, they're apprehensive. They're hesitant. They they have self worthiness. Um, you know, uh, issues in that sense. They don't feel that they're worthy to ask for what they actually need. Therefore, they struggle their way through, uh, through their life. And so I've, I've seen that be a very, a very unnecessary thing. And I was there for, for a long time, you know, and I'm still in a process of increasing the value I give and also increasing the value that I request of other people that choose to work with me in any kind of dynamic. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's a weird conundrum and I think it, I think it goes hand in hand with the way, you know, the systems are set up, you know, again, no victim, but just recognizing, you know, where it's at and money, you know, has been a system for us to move around the world and, and, and store grain and, 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 and harvest materials and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, 
you know, I, again, I don't like to look at things so uh, uh, polarized mm-hmm. as just absolute bad or good. It's just, you know, it's gotten us to the certain situation we're at right now, and there's no reason why we can't upgrade beyond that. And the perfect example that I like is the Ubuntu movement or contributionism where people give their gifts and we build sustainable communities, uh, off-the-grid communities, we do away with fossil fuels, uh, and then we create systems that are supportive for life on Earth. So having you know, permaculture and uh, readily available local food, uh, energy sources that, and technology that support uh, the human being, which is you know, currently we're utilizing EMFs and EMR, electromagnetic frequency and radiation, and cell phone towers. You know, these things are not optimal. These things are not optimized. Plus, if you look at the way the human brain can use, uh, you know, uh, the computers are prosthetics compared to the human brain. So, uh, you know, this is what it it always brings me back to uh, upgrading and optimizing. And in the meantime, we're still working inside this money system. So it's a, a little bit of a conundrum. So, you know, my advice is, you know, if you've got a, a Instagram following, a Facebook following, you know, get out there and monetize yourself with somebody's products. If you don't know how to do that, contact me. I've got a great system that I work with. If I ha- if I didn't monetize Certified Health Nut, if I didn't have something to monetize, then I'd have to go build it up from 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 the the ground, and I'd have to manage all that. Now, now, now uh, Ronnie, you've done that, and I know other people. My buddy Elliot Hulse has done that. Obviously, Paul Check's done that at a very big level. Uh, I believe that's ne- the next level for me. Uh, I also believe that market's pretty saturated as well, mm-hmm. and so I don't want to uh, be just marketing uh, more rehashed drivel. So right now I'm working with David Sandoval and his wheatgrass company, and that's going very successful for me. It's low maintenance. I just plug in my uh, my network uh, to a monetization platform, and it, it helps uh, pay the bills for me. And so... Uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of legwork on that. Sometimes it is just easier to just go out and get a job. But I recommend anybody who's out there, um, you know, looking for a better paying job, uh, I would get into sales. At the end of the day, sales and marketing is at the cornerstone of everything. So learn how to get into sales and learn how to sell big ticket items because mm-hmm. you're always going to earn commissions. And you know what? Sales is a perfect position for misfits, people that got you know, lower than average grades, people that have no education. Because if you can talk and communicate the message to people, you can facilitate their decision making. And that's what sales is. And everything has a sales component in the world that we live in today. You buy a brand new pair of sneakers or you eat at a good restaurant, you're out there telling people. And so find something that you can market and do sales around because that's the quickest way to make bigger money than $10 an hour, which nobody can really live on. $10, $15 an hour, which a lot of these menial jobs you know, you know, you know, pay. So you know, my advice is get into sales, then get clear on what your values are. Um, um, you know, contact me uh, if you want to work with me, uh, and and just look at your other options. Look at other options. Read the science of getting rich and wrap your head around uh, this level of success. We need a bunch of we need the hippie rainbow warriors out there making tons of money. Huh. Yes, you know? yeah. It, it happened in it, the '60s, actually. If if you look at history. The, the hippies moved to Marin County and became the yuppies. Wow. That's what Marin County is now. In that's Ber- correct. Berkeley and those, is kind of the flip. And that's where my parents and their friends all moved to. Wow. That's funny. Um, man, there was, a, oh, there was something brilliant that was popping up in my head as you were speaking. Um, uh, oh, it was, um, yeah, The Science of Getting Rich. I actually read The Science of Getting Rich so many times, um, and also The Science of Becoming Great, which is one of Wallace D. Waddle's lesser-known books, but equally as powerful, right? And, I mean, I just want to put that out there for anyone out there. Like, if I were to recommend three books of that era, uh, The Science of Becoming Rich was kind of the first one, and then after that was James Allen's As a Man Thinketh. And then Victor Frankl's uh, Man's Search for Meaning, I, I imagine in the kind of the um, 
you know, the personal development and network marketing world that you have been in for so long, you probably have been exposed to all those. And those three books revolutionized my psyche. So I just think it was so cool that you brought that up because very rarely do people actually mention that um, to me. Yeah. And and the thing I'd like to say about that whole concept is, you know, it's going to be a process, guys. If you start going down this road, if you look at yourself and and you, you, you look and you say, yeah, I want better food for myself all the time. I want to live in a in a in a in a nice house. I, you know, I want to take care of myself at the highest level. Yes, I want to travel to foreign lands for sp- spiritual pilgrimages. It's a process. You get your hands on Think and Grow Rich, The Science of Getting Rich, you know, these books that that Ronnie just mentioned. You know, it's going to become a process to program your subconscious mind and remember we're taught in school, in industrial age schooling for 12 years to sit down, be quiet, and regurgitate the, the force-fed information to go out and get a real job, to get a good job. And if you're good in school doing that, you get to become a doctor or a lawyer. One does white-collar crime, right? It makes white-collar crime legal. That's an attorney. And then you've got uh, doctors, which are basically drug pushers. And, you know, I'm generalizing, but basically that's what those uh, – those uh, uh, businesses and those professions uh, really are. Not that there's not some good attorneys out there that are whistleblowers and stuff, and and there's a lot of doctors that get into it that are well-meaning. However, things are a little misguided right now. And so uh, just remember that that's the programming that we get. It's the programming we get from the media. It's the programming we get from school, which is basically just mind your business and you'll get a good job. And then you know, look at the history of schooling. You've got the bells that go off, and it's the same thing. You know, you get a lunch break. Uh, you know, you have to be at work at a certain time. Um, so, you know, we're programmed for this. So, you, it's going to take a little bit of time to break the mold and break out of it. But if you start reading those books and making those intentions and being clear about your dream or the reverse of your nightmare, uh-huh. then you can start walking. You know, towards it takes time. Uh, the the success coaches that I study with, uh, Brad Sugars says it takes you know uh, ten years to become an overnight uh, uh, millionaire. Or I think Oprah says, I think Oprah says it takes you know seven years to uh, you like know, get on her show. People or, think, yeah. oh, you're on Oprah, you're an over overnight success. Reverend Michael Beckwith started yeah. Agape, uh, and I think about twenty years later he was on Oprah. Right. Right. And now everyone knows about him and because of the film The Secret. And you thought, like, I thought, you know, 12 years ago when I watched that movie or whatever it was, I saw Michael Beckwith and I was like, oh, my God, that dude is the best ever. That (laughs) guy is amazing. And then it became on my radar. But I had no idea that 20 or 30 years before that, like 20 years before that, he started Agape and he had been doing his thing all that time. Right. So that's a great example. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's it's a process. You know, I'm I'm in that process right now. I've got a family. I've had some real gnarly ups and downs in the last couple of years that, you know, really kicked my ass. And you know what? I'm grateful for it. In fact, I put a post up today, one of my team members in in, in from Ireland, you know, he talked about failure and success is synonymous. You know, you got to go out there and, and test the boundaries and see where you're at, see what your success ratio is. A lot of people work with me and, you know, they think it's going to be easy or this, that or the other thing or even, you know, the opposite of that. You know, I, I get around some of these alpha males, mm. you know, in the sports fitness world and they think they're so successful and they think they're so great and they come out of the gate and it's like, okay, well, what's your closing ratio? How good is your communication to get out there and talk to people about what, you know, wh- what you value and you know, getting them into your sales funnel, and so, so uh, you know, you, you know, if your sale, if your if your closing ratio is not high, you do have to go out there and fall on your face. You have to learn how to navigate the terrain, what to say, what not to say, how to say it, um, uh, how to present, you know, your knowledge base, et cetera, et cetera. And that's probably that's part of the problem I have with a lot of these uh, these health gurus on the internet. Is a lot of people are just you know regurgitating uh, rehash stuff, but they're not embodying right. it themselves. And yes. and and I've also been reviewing you know what I put out there, Ronnie, because I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> and so you know my whole thing is, is is you know 
I base most of my uh, stuff on intuition. And uh, then I test the snot out of it in my own body. You know, if I'm going to test an herb, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mega dose it and I'm going to do it for two, three months, a year. See how it works in my own body. Rotate off of it. Um, try something else. Um, you know, and, and it's through that trial and error process that I become successful. But you'll never know unless you're consistent, unless you uh, put it into practice. Uh, not just uh, roll the idea around in your head. This is a brilliant directive, actually, and um, we don't have tons of time, but I would love to make time for to complete this, this final direction here. You brought up some key things, communication. How is your communication? When I think of the health community, I have had to go through a number of personal revisions. I've had to revise my deductions, my conclusions. I really like that phrase, by the way, revising your conclusions about the nature of reality and what you think is uh, concrete. And in that process, you know, you spoke to this very, very eloquently is that you didn't want to be one of those guys that was record and repeat and just regurgitating information. And for a number of years in the beginning of my my journey as an orator and putting myself out there, I was very hesitant because I too did not want to be that person and I knew that um, there was so much more authenticity. But in order to get to the real core of my message that I wanted to put out in the world, I had to go through this delayering process. I had to break through all this this stuff. And quite honestly, I had to educate myself. I had to... I had to read books. I had to understand other people's perspectives in the field in order to get to what my true perspective was. I had to have enough reference points in order to find out like what I believe the, the truth was. So anyways, what I'm getting at is that I would love to hear from you. What is your observation um, in our health community as it stands? We were talking earlier before we got onto this call about the ways people kind of exacerbate or they, they become overly one, one size fits all. They, they get on a new thing and then they aggressively put out their message in a way that is exclusive instead of inclusive. And you notice with people, their communication is no longer harmonious. A lot of times it becomes aggressive. So um, I would love for you just to share some of your observations being in this field for so long. Yeah, so um, I'll go sideways on this for a second, and then mm -hmm. if I lose it, just bring me back. But Don Tolman, the Tolmans, uh, yeah. Tyler Tolman and, and Don Tolman, I, I, I learned from them a, a while back, took, took, took a workshop from them. And Don Tolman's a wealth of information, but... Uh, they like to go to the etymology of words, and, and he brought in the idea of uh, uh, praxis, gnosis, intelicus, or gnosis, mm -hmm. praxis, intelicus, which is to know, to do, uh, and to become, which is an ever-evolving phi ratio spiral of evolution, basically. So gnosis, praxis, intelicus. So basically to know, to practice, uh, and to put it into your uh, you know, intellectual or, you know, have it attain wisdom. So gnosis, praxis, intellicus, uh, to know, to do, to become an ever evolving spiral of evolution. So, um, so, you know, th that's what's happening. Uh, number one, num and we have to understand that as opposed to, oh, I've arrived, you know, oh, I found Christianity and I've arrived, you know, I'm, you know, I found meditation and now I'm enlightened and you know what, I'm going to beat you over the head with it until you get enlightened too, right. you know? So, uh, and you know, another great element, uh, of this is Daniel Vitalis, uh, the myth of the Omega man. Now that is right. such a great video. Mm -hmm. It's probably put out in 2006 or 2007, one of the early YouTube videos. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I really like, Daniel, because he went through that whole process, and I like his relationship with with David Wolf as well, because David, you know, is such a huge proponent of the raw food diet, and here's one of his buddies that it didn't work out very well, and of course he's putting him on the stage, mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I thought that was great, and and Daniel brings a lot of intelligence, you know, to that. It's like you get into this, and that's usually someone's 
first exploration into health. Oh, standard American diet sucks. Oh, plant-based diet's very cleansing. And then you get the whole exposure into fruits and vegetables and you know, uh, uh, a more uh, holistic aspect of, of nutrition. And so that is a great video to really talk about you know, the entry points. I think David Sandoval, uh, uh, my current business partner, also went through this. You know, he got into uh, veganism and raw food veganism, vegetarianism, you know, macrobiotic, raw food you know, veganism. Then he got into breatharianism, and I think he went down to like 140 pounds or something like that. Uh, anyhow, you know, uh, we go through these progressions, these understandings, these learnings, and the idea is to understand that you know life is fluid, life is a dance, and so you know to keep fluid as opposed to keeping stuck. Um, when I was studying vipassana meditation uh, with SN Goenka, you know they're very uh, you know they want to keep the purity of the practice. And one of my friends, uh, he got brought in by the teacher, and and he, he got a little lecture about you know because he was teaching uh, a form of meditation to his students and. And they were like, you know, we want to keep it pure and blah, 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 blah. And, 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 and that's totally understandable. But he brought up a good point. And he said, you know, part of purity is stagnation. And a stagnant body of water becomes a cesspool. And so, so we've got to, you know, life flows. So the idea is stay fluid, to stay open uh, to, to, to concepts, to be able to question um, um, your, you know, your reality, your beliefs, especially your beliefs, the dogma. And so, um, you know, and I, I'm constantly looking at it uh, uh, as well. You know, I, I'm, I'm making a stink to crash the systems and raise consciousness. And it's like I've got a great lifestyle in Santa Monica, California. It's like, Troy, why are you rocking the boat? Um, and so what I always fall back on is nature and intuition. This is my basic concept of God, the natural world, the ebb and flow of life, um, you know, being attached to any kind of principles that can also make me stagnant and rigid. And, um, you know, eventually my, um, you know, spacesuit over here is going to expire, uh, and my spirit is going to carry on or whatever philosophical principle you want to look at. Um, and so, you know, at the highest level, I've got to be able to let go of everything, you know, bring back Giovanni again. He, you know, he's taught me some really great principles you know, just about my wife and my kids, you know, you think about it, you know, they're not yours. You can't take them with you. You could get hit by a car tomorrow and so could they. And so, um, so, you know, it's best if you are able to let go and let these ideas go instead of letting them, uh, uh, trap you into a certain area, stay fluid. I like to align myself with, uh, natural law, natural principles, um, you know, certain fundamental principles about taking care of the human body are, you know, they're immutable. So you've got, you know, hydration, nutrition, movement. Everybody's got to move their body. You've got to get proper sleep. Um, you you want to have good thought input. Uh, if you've got too much stress, that'll override the body and shut the body down, create a disease. And the same thing with breathing. You have to have optimal, you know, breathing. These are foundation principles that you really can't argue with. And so uh, when you look at those, then you can stay fluid with you know, other ideas, um, you know, if you get, if you get too much sleep or too less, you know, increase or balance out, you know, how you see fit in this yin yang world. So, you know, staying in those boundaries of, you know, the yin, the yang, the balance, uh, aligning yourself with nature. And at the end of the day, I don't care how many, you know, rainforest reams of scientific data you have, if it doesn't resonate in your soul, in your gut, in your enteric nervous system, you know, if it doesn't feel good in your body, then it's probably not optimal for you uh, right at that moment. I think you could also use intuition as the voice of God inside of you. So if we can stay aligned with those, we don't need external outside, you know, information. If people get too rigid in their system and, and in their ideas, that can create stress. And stress can override any you know, optimal eating plan. So um, we want to keep fluid in our ideas. Does that make sense, Ronnie? Man, it makes the most sense ever, Troy. <laughs> um, thank you so much. You are one inspirational character, the certified health nut. Um, your reputation definitely precedes you in that sense. And 
getting to know you over, you know, I definitely feel like over the last year on a much more personal level, but just in general has been a pleasure and honor. And I totally support your mission, your message and everything you're doing. It's an honor to share that, that stage of life with you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Ronnie. And, you know, the same goes to you. You've got a great trajectory in health and healing and uh, in business. You know, I'm, I'm watching you on the sidelines and I'm rooting for you. And, uh, you know, anytime I, I can help you, you know, I got, I got great content on Certified Health Nut Facebook page. Anytime you need a blast out for uh, the work that you're doing, just holler at me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're aligned with my values and, and I'm happy to send your stuff out there to my, to my crew. Right on, brother. I appreciate that. So where can everybody find out about you and your work? So I recommend um, um, hitting the website, workingwithtroy.com, just to see what I'm looking for uh, as far as business partners and who I want to work with, uh, and maybe if it's a viable option for you. Uh, Otherwise, Certified Health Nut is a global brand. You can find me on YouTube. I've got a couple hundred videos there and and on my social media outlets. But workingwithtroy.com. Uh, and then find me on Facebook and uh, uh, love to meet you guys and and, uh, and just holler at me anytime, man. I'm an open book. Beautiful. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show with our incredible guest, Troy Casey. Check out his links. Check out him and his uh, all the information he's putting out there. Really amazing stuff. So until next time, guys. I'm wishing you all the success, all the empowerment possible, and much aloha.